Salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another very special episode of the Unfiltered, Uncensored, Unapologetically Black Podcast Show. Speak to the mic. I am your illustrious host, Marlon Joseph. And here on this show, ladies and gentlemen, you already know the drill. We are here to impart education on the black community, being provided to you by black men and women of all professions. And we're doing it in the most unapologetically black way we know how. Make sure you hit those like, share, subscribe buttons to my YouTube, Spotify. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all those wonderful podcast platforms that's out there that you can find this show on. You don't want to miss this content, ladies and gentlemen, because this is being provided to you by people who look like us, who can speak to the very experiences that we all on an everyday basis are currently going through and have went through. And so we oftentimes know that information, we know that information is out there, but the information hits home and it hits a lot different when it's coming from people who look just like us and who can really speak to the very experiences that we're dealing with today. So, you know, again, you don't want to miss this uh, This information that's being pumped out here. Joining me today uh, is a very, very intelligent Black man who is the founder of the Black Man Can Initiative and movement is what, is what I like to really call this. And, and I really appreciate what I've been, you know, uh, just, I've been following this for quite some time and just learning more about what this movement and initiative is about. Uh, Brandon Frame, who is the CEO and founder of the Black Man Can. Uh, thanks a million, Brandon, for being on the show to even talk about this, because this is the type of affirmation that we need to be hearing more about when it comes to encouraging and empowering Black men to be their, their authentic selves, man. And so I really appreciate you for taking the time to be on the show with me. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, honored to be here. Thank you for thinking enough of the work to just give us a little bit of your platform to share and uh, about who we are, what we do, what we've been about. Uh, so thank you. Yeah, much much love for you, and I really, yeah, I, mean, I really appreciate what you guys stand for, and I, I'm all for it. And it, this podcast and this platform is all for that as well. So just jumping right into it, man. So I'm oftentimes very intrigued, and you know, just very curious about the origins of how things get started, right? So I oftentimes I ask my my guests on the show, you know, how things started for them. And so thinking about this initiative and how powerful it sounds to say the black man can, right? It, it, that, that just speaks so much volumes to me as a black man to give me those words of encouragement to let me know despite all adversity, I can overcome that. So for, for you, what sparked your interest? What came about with you even starting this initiative, the black man? Uh, yes, so the black man can, uh, one, uh, many people don't know, and, and we got to work on our storytelling a little bit more, but the black man can has been around since 2010. And in 2010, I started a blog um, called The Black Man Can, where I was highlighting stories of Black men and boys. The genesis of starting the blog is that M.K. Asante is one of my favorite scholars, um, and he says, once you make an observation, you have an obligation. So I made an observation that Black men and boys need to see positive images of themselves, need to have their stories told, so therefore I had an obligation to create it. Um, and so we started the blog. Um, it also stems from uh, me attending Morehouse College um, and um, bringing young boys from uh, East Atlanta to Morehouse. Because um, like in many cities, if you live on one side of the city, you never go to the other side of the city. So you, sometimes yeah. if, you, if, you, if you're on east side of Atlanta, you may never been to the west side of Atlanta, which yeah. means you never been to Morehouse. You've never been to the King Center, which is which is crazy, but it's true yeah. um, in reality of how our communities are, are, are set up in, in many cases. Uh, but uh, through that, I realized again that I had this obligation. And so in 2010, uh, a, a little almost a year after graduating, um, launched uh, the blackmancan.org. Uh, what I would like to mention just to that is just uh, to, to add a spiritual lens is that uh, the Black Man Can is now a nonprofit organization. Uh, but when I started the blog, if anybody was trying to start a blog, you would want to get .com, but .com wasn't available in 2010. Somebody actually owned the blackmancan.com. Oh, wow. And um, so I got .org, um, but that shows that a righteous man steps are ordered by the Lord um, and that God had a, a plan for me um, in terms of walking by faith and not by sight because it eventually became a nonprofit, which means we should have a .org. Um, so I just want to just share that in terms of like, here's this idea um, and how it's manifested over time. But um, uh, one of the quotes we live by at Morehouse is every man and woman was put on this earth to do something unique and something distinctive. If he or she does not do it, it will never be done. Um, and so I think that that is 
rings true um, in, in this case. Uh, and then also once you make observation, you have an obligation. So uh, that's a little bit of the genesis of, of, of the Black Man Can. And, and over time, it's grown into this nonprofit digital platform. Because think about it, in 2010, Instagram didn't even exist in 2010, right? So mm-hmm. like uh, the way that people interact with the Black Man Can is through Instagram, which has become you know, the, the vehicle to bring people into what we do and the movement and, you know, to be a walking affirmation um, in terms of what we're saying and in the apparel. But it started as a blog. We didn't do Instagram until like 2016, you know, so that's six years after all the work, all the building a better brother summits that we've done, um, all the different uh, dinners that we've done um, and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm very appreciative of the fact that, again, this is now going on 13 years that you've been doing this, right? So, and the fact that you are a black man who is a graduate of HBCU, I myself, now also a, a, a HBCU graduate of Russ College down there in Holly Springs, Mississippi. Shout out to all my HBCU graduates. And just, just the overall initiative that you put behind this. I mean, because again, to your point, I, I love that that quote. If you, uh, with observation comes obligation. I do appreciate the fact that he said that. And um, the, the, the fact that we have to, make it a priority to be our authentic black selves and be able to motivate those who, who, who obviously need to come up there, become of their own as well. And so um, I know I had one of my other guests, uh, Dr. Richard Cross on the show a few weeks back. And he said that the, the job of the conscious is to make the unconscious become conscious, right? So if we understand as black men, what our true calling is and what 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 our true what we true symbolize and what we truly stand for. Once we know that and have that confidence in ourselves and be able to pour that confidence into it to the other black men that we see next next to us, we're unstoppable, man. We're we're a very powerful being when we know. The most dangerous human being on earth is a conscientious black man. We all know that. And so being able to pour into each other that way. And the fact that this 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 affirmation, this walking affirmation that you started, has helped so many black men. Just from just from my following it and looking at how many black men have reached out and been able to just show different examples of how a black man can do dot 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 whatever that dot is, anything, everything that we put our minds to, we're able to do that. And so, from that standpoint, I really appreciate that, man, because I'm all about pushing the the the, the initiative of us really motivating ourselves, not just as black men, but our little black boys too. We got to start early because the, the very second that we, we're able to expose them to life and understand what life is like as a black man, or as a black person, then they're going to understand what they true calling is too as uh, moving forward as they grow, grow older in life and understand, listen, you know who you are and whose you are. That's the most important thing above all else. And so being able to not let someone else paint, paint you with a broad brush that's something that, that that needs to be highlighted a, a lot more in our black community. So I really appreciate you for sharing that. Now, uh, just thinking about how, like, what what is has it grown to in the last thirteen years? What are some of the things that you've been seeing, or just been in, in awe of when it comes to that initiative being taken so serious? Like, okay, you know what? I'm going to apply this in every way that I can. What what are some of the things that you've been seeing that men have been really just like gravitating towards when it comes to this initiative? Um, I think one is just the opportunity to create space to bring Black boys together and to bring Black men together. I I love seeing the response from men when they're when they when they realize how much they actually need to be in community with each other because we get into you know trying to because sometimes it's competitive sometimes I could do it on my own I don't need no support or whatever and yeah. then you're like oh wow, first of all, there's other Black men dealing with the same challenges. They're thinking about the same things. And there's some people who have already solved some of the challenges, and now they could share uh, those best practices, uh, those promising practices with each other. Um, I'll, I'll give a unique story that here's a perfect example of why we have to be in community with each other. So we had one space, and so this one uh, this one man, he's a new father. And as any any person that's been a father, um, and it's a new, it's been a new dad. It's the first time, just the, the initial first time. For the most part, nobody prepares that man for postpartum that his wife is going to experience. Nobody talks to him about it. Yeah. It's like, and, and then it, and then it slaps him in the face, right? Because you're like, wait, 
and and for this specific instance, he was like, man, my wife, she's, she's, she's a little down. She's not feeling sexy. You know, I want to, you know, we passed that point. We try to do the thug thizzle, you know, and, yeah. um, but she's not feeling it. She's not with it. Right. And I'm like, yo, what do you, I think you look great. You know, I'm telling her she's pretty and everything. Um, and then I remember, um, we had some other men there and they're, they're on like two, three kids. Right. So they just, I've been there, right? And then he shared like three or four different, like, I want to do do this exactly. I want you to do this. Step, step one, step two, step three. Yeah. And I remember afterwards we had a little just a little group chat going just from that cohort of, of men. And he wrote and he said, I did exactly what you told me. And you know, my wife is so happy and, and she's getting back to being herself. Um, and he because he had no place to go. Where 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 do you go? Right. Yeah. As a black man who's a new father, it's one thing just to be the dad and you provided for the your first time you hold your baby. Right. You, your, your whole life changed. Right. There's no every man will say that. Right. But, but nobody talks to you about, listen, your wife, your your baby mother, the woman you're living with is about to go through some crazy feelings and emotions of what happens after pregnancy, you know, after childbirth. You need that space to be with some dads who have gone through it and yeah. successfully navigated it to pass back. But that's what happens when we get into community with each other. So that's like just one example so of seeing or creating spaces for Black boys, right, to be uh, vulnerable and, and be able to share how they're feeling and how they see the world and get knowledge and wisdom from yeah. older Black men who, again, have gone through some of the same experiences. And I remember feeling that way. Here's how I navigated it, right? Or bringing young adult men who are 21 to 26, and they are now in the work. They graduated from college or they finished high school. They've been out for a few years, and they're like, okay, I'm trying to move from this front, the, the initial job, entry-level job, whatever it is, and I want to move up. Right. But where I work, they don't they don't necessarily have any sort of support or guidance so that yeah. I can move up. But I can I had a space now to go and learn from men who have navigated their careers to move to executive level positions. But what steps did you take? What relationships did you build? Uh, making sure that that happens. But that only happens when we create spaces to be in community with each other to impart that knowledge so that we can all move forward. Because when you're moving Black men forward, uh, you're moving society and communities forward uh, because people look to that man for that leadership. Absolutely. And you know what? It's funny you say that because when it comes to upward mobility in general, right? So it looks different internally versus externally, right? So some jobs will provide that upward mobility where you're able to advance and move up within the ranks of the company versus another way to look at it. You're like, you know what? Since I'm not going anywhere, I'm they keeping me stagnant here. I'm going to take my talents and experience I've gained here, take it elsewhere, take it somewhere where I will be valued and appreciated more from that standpoint and, and be given an opportunity to move up. Because again, more times than not now, we're starting to see more of these companies that's obviously for diversity purposes in some cases, we know. Um, uh, or diversity hires, they're, they're looking to have people or be examples of saying, you know what, this person worked here X amount of years and he's moved up within the ranks, showing that, okay, we are about uh, inclusion and about diversity here in, in this particular company. So we're seeing more of that. Obviously, it's some of it is out of guilt, right? Some of it may not be genuine upward mobility. It's just like, okay, we got to meet a certain quota. We got to be able to say, okay, we have to put a face on this and say we're diverse. But again, with us breaking down those barriers, because it's going to take us to do that, we have to raise that civil unrest to a point where we're like, you know what? We're not seeing us being represented enough in these spaces. So guess what we're going to do? We're going to work our asses off and get to these points where you have no choice but to move me up because I've gained the experience and knowledge and it stayed within the guidelines of which you, uh, you, you have provided for me to do. So now what's your next move? But to the point of, about, starting off with black boys and the exposure of it. So I'm a, I am very pleased and honored to be a part of an organization here in Atlanta called Black Boys Code. In, in my line of work, I'm in IT. So a lot of more times than not, with different companies I've worked with, I've been the only black dude on the team. If I'm not the only black uh, person on the team, I'm one of two black people on the team and the youngest. And so it's like, for me, it's a fortunate and very unfortunate circumstances, right? And it's like, I appreciate the work that I put in to get here, but the fact that I'm not being represented enough, that 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 speaks volumes to me in such a way that I have to help help give back in a way that I I, I truly find dear to my heart. So 
with this being my passion, being in IT, being a part of Black Boys Code, I'm able to help young minds ages 8 through 17 gain exposure to different types of technologies to become a gamer, to become a developer, to understand what, what AI is, what artificial intelligence is about. So, and being able to understand the, tech, the technology field is the highest grossing uh, 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 position or highest grossing jobs in the entire workforce. And it's going to constantly be that way because everything is technologically inclined or technologically uh, driven now. So you have to be able to, to keep up with the times. And so from that standpoint, I do appreciate uh, how that that particular piece you know, speaks volumes to you when it comes to starting our little boys off, exposing them to all types of things in life, you know, for starters, and then helping them grow and, and really kind of navigating their trajectory on where they ultimately will become. Again, it's still their ultimate decision once they get older, but at least we're able to sway their minds one way or the other to an extent, right? My mother used to tell me that in life, I can't change your mind, but I can give you more to think about. And so from that standpoint, that, that's what we're here to do. We're here to impart that type of information and education on our young young black boys to be able to say, okay, you know what? You gain this exposure, now do something with it because there's a lot to do with that. And so um, my, my thing about what you said about um, just the overall, the, the whole post, postpartum thing, you know what? You said something to me that I didn't really take a full account into because I'm... Uh, as a self-appointed professional father myself, <laughs> I, I must tell you, and I'm a father too, so I have a beautiful little girl and I have a beautiful son. And so when and my daughter was my firstborn, being exposed to that, that, that entire ordeal was just mind-blowing to me. And I, and I thought I was going to prepare myself for it and I wasn't ready for it. But more importantly, to the point that you were bringing up about what, what our wives or significant others were going through during those times is that I, I, and and, I, and oftentimes we have conversations with my wife about how she's feeling, how she's doing. I, I would do those general things like checking up on her. How are you doing? Are you okay? Or do you need anything? But not really fully take into account what she's internally going through that we as men would never understand. But just trying to figure out exactly what's going to help her, help her be her authentic self too, because we have to give them that opportunity and space to do that. But we oftentimes don't know what's up. And so when they just like flat out just arguing with us or or, or just picking fights, we're like, man, what is this coming from? Well, we start to get mad, but not really fully digest what she's going through in those moments of times after having a child that came, literally came out of her. Like We may have helped put it in there, but we're not delivering the, these children. So it's like we have to be more conscientious about that and not react to her reaction. With, but just taking more into account, okay, how is she feeling? Where is this coming from? And how can we best help suit her in, in, in being her authentic self? Because you said that you, the advice that your that your inner circle of friends gave this particular young man who was obviously a, a new father, that helped him be able to help her. And that's what this is about. We have to be able to give information to those of us who look like us because we're, we're oftentimes much more alike than we are different. Because we come from similar circumstances and similar backgrounds. So we have to be able to say, okay, Black man, guess what? I've been there. Let me help you navigate through how this is going to work. Not saying that every step is going to be applicable, but in large, most of them will be more than not. And so I appreciate you for even sharing that. And the fact that you you have that space, you, or you created that space where uh, a group of Black men can be able to, to talk to each other and talk about different issues that they're going through or different issues that their their relationship uh, has, has endured or what their spouses are going through. And becoming a new father, man, I can tell you, it, it's, there. there is no blueprint. There, there is no manual instruction. Uh, there, there's no guide, but you, you're really just learning on the fly. But more importantly, you're learning from experiences either you did have or you didn't have. And and I can tell you from a uh, as a father who didn't have his father, the one thing that I put it, I bet it, I, I really embedded it in my own mind is that I am not going to do that to my. What I endured, what I what I suffered through with not having my father around and, and what he put me through, my kids would never know what that's like because they didn't ask to be here. And if we, if more times than not, if us as black men can can lead with that thought process, we'll be better off when it comes to 
being those fathers that our kids can really respect, love, and appreciate and think the world of. Because there, there's no better feeling, man, than than the, the, the sight of your children's their eyes being so big and seeing you, daddy, daddy, daddy. I get called dad every single day, a million times a day. Even when my kids don't want anything, it's daddy, daddy. It's just like, sometimes it's nagging, sometimes it's aggravating. It's like, okay, leave me alone. But at least knowing the kind of relationship that I have, I have helped establish with them, I, I'm, I'm more appreciative of them than they are of me. They'll never know that. They'll never, they would never fully understand. But as a parent, we have to be the ones taking the initiative as fathers to really help guide and nurture and love our kids the way we're supposed to, whether we even experience that ourselves as children or not. And so I appreciate you for sharing that. Um, what what are some of the things that you're now starting to see 13 years later now? Okay, what, what are some of the things that you're now, what, what's being embraced about the Black man, Ken? What, what are some of the things now that you are, you have been witness to that you're like, okay, now we're really taking this thing really further off than where we start. Well, one 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 moment, a few moments that I had. So over Christmas break, I went to Ghana. Um, okay. So New Year's, I went to Ghana, um, and at least over fifteen times, people stopped me and was like, "You know, black man can." Um, people like recognize me. So that's what I'm like. I'm in another, more so I'm just in another continent. Because if you follow the Black Man King, you don't know me. Like you you have to go find me, you know, because you wouldn't know that because it's not about me. So you yeah. wouldn't even, you, some people think it's a bot, you know, that's creating this stuff or whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, and so for to be recognized by people on another continent uh, was eye-opening to let me know like, oh, wow, we really like doing something that's really cool, you know, and that people really take to that. I think also um, a lot of the fact that we, like when I first started doing the Instagram, we were posting like some news stories um, and we post a lot of just kind of like fatherhood pictures. And then I expanded it to, you know, cover the brown. Um, and so to see, like we post the maternity photos, we post uh, uh, proposals. Like we're the only page where like as a black man, if you propose, this is where you want to send your picture with your narrative on why you propose, why you making that commitment, and that's yeah. special because there's there's a there's something absolutely we want to celebrate the woman. She got ring. That's very important. Everything, but like there's there's some steps that that man took to make that commitment, and that should be celebrated, should be honored, and needs to be highlighted. His journey needs to be shared so that we can inspire more men to be kings that commit. You know. Um, so those are just some of the things. And I think too, just getting to the place where we do talk so much more about, you know, our social emotional skills and our mental health, um, I think is really, uh, really insightful, really, uh, impactful, uh, for people to see all the different ways these things are manifesting, um, in the world. Um, because sometimes I think I post stuff and people are like, man, everything don't need to be shared. I'm like, actually it does because, because if it's negative, um, if it is if it is detrimental, oh, it's going to get amplified, right? So yes, sometimes I see stuff and it's like people might say like, oh, this doesn't need these, all these moments. No, because people need that inspiration. I always one of my favorite movies. You ever seen? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you probably seen it because you have kids. But you ever seen Monsters Inc? Yeah, I've seen Monsters. Yeah, so Monsters Inc. I love you know using this Disney movies for various things. So like, let's take Monsters Inc. Right. And so, you know, we know when we watch the, when the movie starts, it's all about them scaring kids and they get the screams and that's how they power their community, right? And then by the end of the movie, they're like, oh, shoot, when we make people laugh, when it's positive, when it's funny and it's joyful and we capture that, they had immense power and and like, oh my gosh, right? Like the city was functioning at such a high level. And so then it, then it, that, that's that's a, that's a, 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 a analogy for like yes you watch the news and you watch the new any day you watch the news you might think what is the world coming to right certain pages and some of the, the majority of things they post you think what is the world coming to but then you come to the black man can and you can see all these images these narratives these times that show the humanity um in the full range of human emotions that that black men experience but it's a safe place to actually see it on display to know that we are human and that we have these ranges of emotions i think really 
uh, has been great for people to see and to take in um, and to celebrate. And so we're just going to continue to shine a light on us as humans um, and the full range of emotions that we experience, as, as well as creating spaces for us to develop the full range of human emotions. One of the things that always paint the one of the terms that I hate, I literally hate it is um toxic masculinity like i, I like i, I hate, hate I listen, man i hate that damn term I hate the term and i hate the term because masculinity is not toxic uh, right however we 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 what we do need to acknowledge is that society for 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 men not just black men we we, we get real we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get real about it for men but we talk about black men yeah has conditioned us in many ways to only embrace certain aspects of masculinity, which is to provide, to protect, bold, courageous, um, and, and also anger, frustration, yep. like all these things are part of, of, of masculinity, right? And yep. then there's compassion, there's empathy, there's uh, care, and the list goes on of those emotions, ranges yep. of emotions that also make up masculinity. And because we don't foster the development of that if you only live in the other side you can become a toxic person that exhibits toxic behaviors and that manifests in your relationships with your friends your woman and your kids yeah and that is toxic right but masculinity is not toxic and so we have to have a, a further conversation about that and then that leads to spaces to say how are we helping and creating spaces for men to develop the full range of our emotions um, and feelings and the full range of masculinity so that we can be the men that we need to be for ourselves for our community and our families absolutely man that listen you said you said a lot in, even in that in that small bit. So, again, with the whole the toxic masculinity crap, I, I'm I'm very adamant about hating that term too. Especially given that you're basically saying being a masculine man is toxic, and and no one has yet to break down the essence the way you would, you just articulated exactly what that means, right? So, I, I oftentimes as I get older, I realize society is full of shit. Society has painted us with a broad brush and has put us and made us adhere to certain standards that they themselves are not adhering to, to a point where it's like, you know what, as a black man, and I remember mentioning this to uh, gentlemen who I, just a, a group of gentlemen that I met during the Black Men Summit this past uh, October in Dallas, Texas. So, and shout out to all the men that was there. I, I'm going to keep shouting them out. That, 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 that alone, that whole entire workshop was just, powerful to me. So I, I said to a few gentlemen and I was like, okay, you know, what we need to start doing now, especially as black men, as patriarchs of our community and as our families, we have to be the ones setting a black standard saying, okay, you know what? We know what society says. Damn what they talking about. This is what we do and don't do. If we hold ourselves accountable for to those standards, then we can we can really see how much we grow monolithically. Right. So it, it's 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 the understanding and knowing that we can be monolithic if we if we truly indeed try to strive for that. But understanding that, OK, there's a standard that hey man, hey black man, we don't do that. Th that's not what we do. I don't care what somebody else is doing. That's not what we're doing here, or that's what we do as black men. We have to be able to affirm that and be able to hold on to that by create establishing those standards and saying, hey. This is these are the outliers. This is what we're going to tolerate. This is what we ain't going to tolerate. This is what we're going to hold each other accountable for because we do lack accountability when it comes to the black community holistically. It's not to say that other communities don't lack accountability because I'm not anti anything, but I am pro us. And I want us to understand that we're disproportionately affected by the different things that happen to us and the th different things that we do to ourselves. So from that, we need to obviously establish the the standards, the black standards is what I, what, I, what I like to call it. It's called the black standard for a reason. Because these are standards that we as black people, as black men, we're going to hold ourselves accountable for and to and say, hey, man, this is what we're doing. This is what we're not doing. 
You got questions about this? Let, let's talk about this. Let's talk amongst each other as black men to be able to create that space and, and opportunity to say, hey, you know what, man, I'm struggling in this. Can, can you all help me? And we're not going to, this is a judge-free zone. We're not going to judge each other all based on the different uh, things that we're going through because no one's perfect. We're not all successful in every aspect of our lives. So guess what? The area that I'm lacking in that you're gaining in, you can help me and vice versa. And that's that's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way it's supposed to be designed. But society has labeled us to your point about all this negativity. They they paint us with such a broad brush that all this negative connotations and different names they label us as has so many negative negative associations with it that you don't see the positives. And that's not fair because we're much more than what you're showing on TV on, on, during the media, during uh, all these different outlets. We're much more than that as black men than what you're portraying us to be. And we're not going to allow you to keep uh, controlling that narrative. And so I appreciate you for saying that because we we have to be able to hold ourselves accountable for that and show more of the positive side of us. Say, hey, listen, I'm human. I have emotions. I have feelings. I have thoughts. I, I have opinions about things. And my, my, my thoughts, my being, my existence matters. And so, man, again, that was just a, a powerful word for you to even share. Um, a simple question I ask you. The black man can what? At, at this point in time, we've done a lot. We're doing a lot. Two-part question. One, what can't we do? Two, what is it? What else can we do? Um, there's nothing that we can't do. Um, what we can do, what we can, can can and continue to do is to pursue excellence with impeccable effort. It, we can develop our social emotional skills. We can become comprehensive black men. We can become the black man can become uh, a beacon uh, of hope in our communities. What I, what, what, uh, I like the story tell. I, I tell, I like to tell things through stories. Um, so, you know, we've already done, well, it was, I think Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. was DreamWorks, so it wasn't Disney, but we might yeah, go yeah, to yeah, DreamWorks, yeah. Go to Disney, Disney movie here. So the Lion King, right? Lion King. Everybody's seen the Lion King. Not the new one. But the, yeah, yeah. A million that, times over, yeah. You know, that, that Lion King, that original Lion King, that, yeah. right? Um, in that movie, uh, first we recall, uh, you know, about 30 minutes in, you get the I can't wait to be a king uh, song. Right. And every 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 black boy, there isn't a black boy that can't recall a moment when they were little. And, and that's how they felt in some way, shape or form. You, I can't wait to be king. I can't wait to to be a leader. I can't wait to be successful. I can't wait to experience the joy of of being competent. Uh, and seen as competent uh, in the things that I do, right? And then, as we know, um, Simba then experiences trauma um, in the form of Mufasa dying. He does not yet know, you know, how Mufasa died, but his father dies, right? And he experiences this trauma. Um, and so, uh, and then he runs away, right? This narrative here, everybody, again, I could be king, I experienced trauma. Life starts to slap me in the face. I realized maybe what, well, is it possible to do the things that I want to do, right? Because trauma is now holding me back. So I run away. Um, and so you see, he goes off and into the, into the jungle. Um, and what's interesting here is that while he meets Timon and Puba and builds a friendship, what's more important is that he's lost his identity. Uh, the trauma has caused him to lose a sense of who he is, right? He's in the jungle. He ain't bugs. That's not, nah, like you're a lion, you're a king, exactly. right? That's just what you're supposed to do. So then, you know, Rafiki's like, oh, shoot, you know, uh, Simba's alive. You know, he runs into Nala. Nala's like, yo, we need you to come back and take the lead, you know? And he's yeah. like, ah, yo, like, listen, we good. You know what I'm saying? That's not me. That's not who I am. So then he run, Rafiki runs into him and he brings and and he gets to the water. He brings him to the water. And what happens? First time you look in the water, he sees his reflection, man in the mirror, Michael Jackson style, right? Looks in there, he's like, I, I don't, I don't know who that is. That's, how many of us can think about a moment where we looked in the mirror and didn't recognize who we saw, right? And then Mufasa come through the sky, said, "Remember who you are." Yeah, remember, remember who you are, right? And so what has what has happened since Simba has lost the sense of who he is? What has maybe happened that? 
a, a generation of, of Black men through systemic racism and various other things that have happened to our communities have lost a sense. Pride Rock become Pride Rock has become ravished. It is a food desert. There is no opportunities. People are struggling. Let's name a community that might look like that. Maybe that's Flint, Michigan. Maybe that's parts of Brooklyn. Maybe that's parts of uh, of Southern California that are community. Chicago, parts of Chicago too, where I'm from. Right, parts of Chicago, right? Parts of Atlanta, right? And And then remember who you are because when Simba returns home to assume the mantle, to assume the throne and to display and be a comprehensive man in leadership, he can restore the community, right? And so I use that narrative and that story there because that's the role that we have to play. We do have to push past the trauma and push past these things. We use our social emotional skills. We develop and think through the mental health challenges that we may be having using our social emotional skills so that we can get back to Pride Rock and to restore our communities because our communities are looking forward to us, looking to us to be uh, the leaders um, and to make sure that the community has everything that it needs to thrive. Absolutely, man. And you know what? I, I want to give you flowers for starting this initiative. And, and some came to me that really just like something you said that really just stuck out and it really made me come up with this concept and this idea of what the Black Man Can. The Black Man Can Initiative is a psychological mirror for a Black man to look through and see himself as who he really is. Just, just from what you just pointed, what you just highlighted about different references as it pertains to Lion King, it made me think about that. Who, who, who you really are is right there in front of you. You, you got to know that. Again, the mirror can show you two things, who you really are and who you will ultimately become. But you got to make the choice right then and there. Make that decision to really start to work towards becoming that person. Because it's in you, but potential is only, it's, it's only potential if you just let it waste away, right? So it's if you don't let it come into fruition, then how much of that potential really even matter to begin with? You have to be able to know. Again, it starts with self, but a lot of us, a lot of times, especially in in in, in our low income, uh, you know, communities and impoverished neighborhoods, don't see themselves enough, or they don't they don't see what can ultimately become of them successfully. They don't they don't have that, and for that reason alone, we have to be those ones who are actually giving back to the community in that way. Because we were once in that particular point in time, depending on what your circum- your circumstances was growing up, if you didn't have that example growing up, if you didn't have that father or that father figure in your house, or in your life, to tell you what you can ultimately become if you put your mind to it and, and how proud of a Black man you can ultimately be in life when you when you know who you are. If you don't have that, then, then it's ultimately, ultimately up to us to be able to provide that to other Black men we didn't have those kind of examples growing up. And a lot of us know more more times than not, we know more than one or two people around us or even been near us that didn't have an example of what a true black man, a successful black man looks like. And success looks different to everyone. Success don't necessarily mean wealthy and things like that, but it's, it's about the identity of that person. Them standing 10 toes down and knowing who they are because you see who they are because they display that on an everyday basis. Those are the type of things that affirmation means the world to every last one of us. And it should, because we have an obligation to teach the, the next generation underneath us that we need you to take this further than where we took. It's, it's, but it's our job to at least plant that seed so that it can harvest an entire garden. But if we, have, we have to start with the seed first. If, if we don't, then we're going to continuously have these situations happening where kids are being brought into the world. No one's pouring into them. No one's giving, no one's pouring life into them, nurturing them, loving on them, disciplining them when they need to, right? It's either too much discipline, not enough love, too much love, not enough discipline. It's like, it has to be an equal balance. And we need our young boys to grow up to be men before they reach the end of their road. Now, for some people, that may go over some people's head. I'm gonna say it again. Boys have to become men before they reach the end of the road. And in reference to that, that's a reference to boys to men who sung a song on in the room. I got you. I was dragging that. I like, you know, I like that. That's real, man. So that 
that speaks volumes, man. Like we have to be able to be our own pillars, our own pioneers, our own patriarchs of our community and say, hey, black man, lift your head up, man. I know it's hard, but guess what? If it was easy, we all do. We will all be able to do it with ease. But since we know how hard it is, knowing it's half the battle. So now, how do we apply this? Where do we apply it? But knowing and not applying, then, then you're disrespecting the know. How can you know something that you don't apply? Then that means you don't really know it. Then. Applied knowledge is power. My uncle used to always tell me that. He said, knowledge is not power. Applied knowledge is. If you know something and you don't apply it, how can you say you know it? But we have to be the know, and then we have to follow suit with the apply. Well, brother, I appreciate you for even talking to me about this. This is just, man, oh, this is powerful words. And I hope that every Black man that listens to this show hear this message and, and it receive they receive it in such a way that they're dispersing this information to other Black men who they know needs to hear this. Because we as Black men, we, we don't tell each other enough, man. I'm proud of you, Black man. Or oh, you don't tell yourself enough. I'm proud of you, Black man. I love you, Black man. I wish nothing but the best for you, Black man. We do. We are not each other's enemy. We're not going to, we're not damn sure not going to let society continue to make us each other's enemy. And so for that reason, that, that, and that reason alone, I appreciate the initiative of what the Black man can do. And the fact that we can do anything, literally anything we put our minds to. But the focus needs to be what we can continue to do more of and better at as well. So, again, I appreciate you for saying that, man. What what is, it, what is my last question? What is next to come for this initiative? What, what what do you see? Where do you see this going? Well, what what are your future plans? If you have any like any any near future plans in terms of really pushing this narrative out there to even reach a broader you know perspective, a broader list of black men who needs to hear this because we know black men that's hearing this. But the ones, it's a lot of them that needs to hear it that's not hearing it. How are we, how are we able to reach them? And, and more importantly, how can I help the initiative with what the Black Man Can movement is about? Yeah, um, what we are looking to do um, is just actually just continue to grow. I think before the pandemic, we were doing a lot of events um, and different things. And so we definitely want to get back to doing those. So we're uh, putting our strategy together uh, around our nonprofit strategy as well as our event uh, strategy so that we can continue to bring uh, the Black Man Can to different communities, create the safe spaces for Black men and boys to come together, as well as even uh, we one of our events that we do is called the Power Couple Brunch. So even creating spaces for Black men with their wives uh, to foster spaces uh, so that we continue to create um, healthy and whole families. Um, so just thinking about that. Um, so that's that's our main focus. Uh, we don't where again, we're in really in the strategy phase. Um, but we have the Building a Better Brother Summit. We have My First Thai Experience. Uh, we have um, the Black Man Can Awards. Uh, we have the Power Couple Brunch. Uh, those are just uh, the King's uh, the King's Roundtable, which is our dinner series. So again, we're thinking about our strategy to bring these uh, events um, and curated experiences to different communities. Uh, so that's a big focus, continuing to bring forth our our uh, e-commerce. Uh, so our, our T-shirts, hoodies, uh, uh, affirmation cards that we offer, that we sell the Black Man Can affirmation cards and getting those out to, you know, more communities um, and also exposing them that those are things, those are tools that we've created. Um, so that's a big focus. Um, and then continuing to evolve our social media to meet uh, the needs and demands of the comprehensive Black man. So we have some ideas and different things there. So we're definitely in a strategy phase here in this first quarter of 2023 that will really set up the Black Man Can for 2023 and beyond to make sure that it reflects uh, who and how Black men operate um, in today's society. Okay. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to continue to, to support this initiative. And uh, I'm definitely going to make a purchase to Purchase me a sweatshirt and t-shirt, man, because I'm, I'm all about promoting that free promotion. Not looking for a discount, any of that, because I want to support my black businesses as well as support the efforts and initiative that we stand for. And so, uh, and this is what the show is primarily about, right? So being able to uh, give our flowers to our everyday black men and women who are in the trenches in real time, really making a true impact on the black community in, in every way, in every sector of the world that you possibly can. So I appreciate you for what you're doing. 
Um, I'll obviously make sure I provide the, the website uh, of the blackmancan.org uh, website into the description of this uh, episode and be able to uh, provide even the, the Instagram as well. So as far as the Instagram page go, I know it was my last question, but this is the second last question. So as far as your Instagram page go, um, what, what, what is it that you're asking black men to do in terms of Slack, sending you different things to, to be able to post and highlight and celebrate what, what, how, how, how is it that I know you get a flood of things sent to you. So it's like, how are you able to even distribute that and be able to post it? And, and so share those, those intricate moments that black men are looking to share and, and show publicly. Yeah. You know, that's such a great question. And people ask me that and I, you know, I run the page, so Okay. I post everything. There is no, I don't have like an intern or anything. Like I really sit through. <laughs> the best thing is just to tag us. And I don't, I don't even know how this sounds with me saying it, but like, I feel like I just be knowing, right? Like I just, I get a lot of stuff, right? So I do have to cipher through and, I, and everybody thinks their picture, their video is like should be posted. Um, but I just look at stuff and I'm like, this is what, this is what we need to see. And somehow we've yeah. generated 975 you know, thousand followers based off of just what I is, 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 is. I know there's no rubric or anything. I just look at content and I'm like, that's us. That's us. Right. And I just put it in queue. And, and for, for whatever reason, I, I, I guess I could say like, I kind of know what we need to see, you know, um, I don't, I don't, I hope that doesn't sound too, you know, confident or even arrogant. Um, Absolutely not. Hey man. Hey, listen, don't, don't ever apologize for that. Authentic black man right there. Speak, speak them words, man. That, that's what we're here to do, man. Talk, talk your talk, man. We absolutely need to yeah. see these things being displayed because uh, again, the negative the negative stuff has been highlighted too much. So yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so that's um that is uh, uh yeah, so it's like no real requirement, you know, and then even people when they got books or they do spoken word. People reach out, you know, I want to put people on, you know, so I do that too. Like we've helped so many other businesses generate sales just by like posting them, tagging it back to their business. That's what it's about. It's the community. It's for the community, for the culture. And that's what, uh, that's kind of what I, I believe in, you know, so. Yeah, man, listen, Brandon, I really appreciate you for sharing this information, man. And I'm hoping that these are words of encouragement and affirmation that other black men can see and hear and say, you know what? I, I know it's hard, but I'm, I'm about to get up. I, I know I can do this. I can obtain whatever goal I put my mind to and dedicate my efforts and time to. So, again, the, the initiative, this movement, man, it's as simple as it is to say the black man can. It's powerful in its own right. Think about the black man can what? Because I know that question gets asked. Do any damn thing. Every damn thing. You pick it, we can do it. And so... Oh, a million thanks to you, brother, for being on the show to even share this with me. I definitely want to have you back on the show again because I want to have a panel of black men to share experiences like this that we can talk about that really go speaks to in detail about what this initiative has brought them and what they've been able to do on an everyday basis when it comes to highlighting and promoting those those things that may seem simple to people, but it's like this can be a, a, an encouraging piece or it can be encouraging bit of uh, advice to someone else that can go much further than where you initially wanted it to go. So from that standpoint, man, I definitely want to have you on the show again. We can talk about that in detail about how, you know, we can you know, group a, a group of black men together to share those success stories. We know a lot of, of our success comes from struggle. But unfortunately for us, because we don't have a lot of times we don't have a pot to piss in or a damn crate to put it under. We oftentimes have, we struggle first before we even become successful in our own right. And so being able to share those stories with, with like-minded individuals and, and even see the outcome of, of other men who needs to hear this information and how they're able to say, you know what? Damn, I ain't realize it. Like, I ain't thinking about it like that. You know what? You're right. I, I can do this. Again, it's pouring life into us, man. Society and, and just the world in general is always tearing us down. If we ain't got us, ain't nobody else going to have us. I'm going to speak the Ebonics real quick. If we ain't got us, ain't nobody else going to have us. No one's coming to save us. We have to be the saviors of our own, in, in their own right. And, I, and even going back to the spiritual aspect of this, I appreciate you for sharing that too, because we have to understand that, again, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We have to believe that. It's all about believing that. 
So, brother, I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me about this, man. Definitely going to circle back with you again. Later time, like I said, we'll we'll definitely have a, a strong black man uh, panel to, to be on this show to talk about these different things because this is information that we need to hear, man. And it's coming from people in real time who are going through the same things, if not have went through the same things we went through. And, and that speaks volumes. So again, brother, I really appreciate you being on the show, man, and definitely speaking with me about it. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Looking forward to continuing to build. Uh, next time I'm in Atlanta, we'll definitely have to link up, you know, grab drinks, go to dinner. Um, you know, and uh, just looking forward to continue to build um, because uh, that's how the Black Man can has become what it is, is the 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 working and connecting with brothers across the world um, who are dedicated to being brothers who do something. Um, and when Absolutely. we all together when we're when we are doing our little things in each part each corner of the world um but then when we come to collect come together uh it's powerful and that's that's what it's about for me that's what the black man can absolutely I, i'm definitely going to connect you to the black boys code initiative too so that organization is nonprofit as well that i'm a part of and you know definitely want to be able to like you know uh, reshare their content uh and you all you all can get connected well with the uh, director uh that i that i'm friends with uh he definitely can he would definitely appreciate just overall meeting meeting you and being introduced to you and just understanding exactly what the Black Man Can Initiative is about. Because we are black instructors and mentors showing young black boys just the overall exposure to technology and how they can become not just consumers of this technology, but be developers and, and creators of their own in, in their own right. And so that's a way of us pouring into them as well. I appreciate you uh for that. And I'll definitely make sure I, I send you that information so you all can connect. Again, man, thank you for the time, man. And again, we'll we'll circle back and uh, definitely talk later. All right, sounds good. All right, man. Be blessed and be powerful. Be great, black man. That's what we need to be telling each other every single time we leave from each other and even just, you know, uh, even meet each other for the first time. I appreciate you, black man, for what you're doing. I appreciate all of us, black men. And we're not each other's enemy. I got much love and respect for you for what you're doing and just who you are in general. I appreciate you. Thank you. If you like what you've heard from this week's episode and would like to hear more from previous episodes, be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe to my YouTube channel below. You can also find me on social media platforms at speak to the mic underscore podcast show on Instagram and speak to the mic podcast show on Facebook. Be sure to also like, share, subscribe to my Spotify page at Speak to the Mic Podcast Show. As I put out more thought-provoking content, your opinion and thoughts are needed and appreciated. I thank you all in advance for your support and look forward to hearing from you soon.